Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here, as always, with Chris. Yo! And today's episode, because I, I feel I feel bad. Last week, I was like, we're doing a mailbag episode. But I'm like, but there's also, like, these three very important news articles that I wanted to get Chris's opinion on. And then we went on for, like, an hour and ten minutes straight just on those. And we got barely any time for actual mailbag. So this is an official mailbag episode. So what? for the, the folks in our Discord of Otaku Spirit... If you haven't been there yet, we have links everywhere on TakuSpirit.com. If you're on YouTube, it's in our description. It's on the, the Twitter handle, TakuSpirited, all that stuff. So, but, but people submit questions there, and we have to answer them because they're they're getting older. But what if I want to talk about existential, you know, life-altering things? Then you'll do that, and then we'll have to have another bag, mailbag <laughs> episode. <laughs> Uh, but yes, again, we're at TakuSpirit.com. That's where all of our links are, social media links, and all that good stuff, and ways to support us, including Patreon, tips, link. If you're on YouTube, you can become a member of the channel. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate everybody that supports the channel. It's really fantastic. It means a lot to us. But yes, let's do it. Let's actually answer some questions. Are you ready? No. Okay, never mind. How about now? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. It's enough. <laughs> God Serena 8008 says Happy New Year's. I kind of wonder, is that God Serena like digital B O O O B? It's got to be 8008. You got to give me the story of 8008, otherwise, I'm going to assume. Happy New Year's to you, senpais. I'm watching Happy New Year's, um, even though it's way late. Half, halfway through the year? Mm hmm. <laughs> but to be fair, they posted it on the 8th of January. So it oh, was okay. So, so they were late yeah, too. They were late too. So gotcha. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> whatever excuse I can have. I'm watching all of Bungo Stray Dogs, Mif- Misfit of Demon King Academy, and Don't Toy with Me Miss Nagataro's first season to catch up. So that's a very broad spectrum of different types of shows. But Bungo Stray Dogs is amazing though. So that's a good thing. Uh, anyways, let me say I love Dazai. Hilarious and charming mentor. Don't really get Anos. Like, why doesn't he just say that he's a Demon King from 2,000 years ago? Uh, does he doubt himself, or is he just trying to do, say nothing to, but react to them until they remember who he is? Because that's messed up and shouldn't work. Lastly, apparently there are people that like the way Nagatoro teases, teases Naoto. I guess that's Senpai, right? I always know him as Senpai, so it's like, yeah. wait, is that his name? <laughs> I didn't realize before I started this show that I, too, was one of those people. Gosh, that's freeing to say. Okay, back to the question. Now that my type of woman is out there, Andrew, Chris, what is your type of woman? And then rate the type of woman. Okay, let's start off with the... What was the first one in there? Uh, the, the the Anos. Didn't it say in the show why he doesn't say anything? Because they are... Because uh, he knows that the history has changed, and I think he's trying to find out who's changed who it. changed the world, And yeah. so if he comes out and says, I'm the Demon King, and when the, the history itself and is re- been rewritten, it's not a good thing. So it right. technically he's, makes sense that he doesn't he say was, He was effectively the hero of the story, and they changed the history, and so he technically is the bad guy of this story now. So he's trying to find out who changed history so that he can I don't remember exactly problem. what happened because the hero came to him and you, you come to find out that him and the hero were were pretty on like yeah. were were on sync like they knew what needed to happen mm-hmm. and so he yes reincarnated himself sealed off the area to divide the human and the demons and i don't remember exactly what all was changed i know that they they like dumbed down magic and all that kind of stuff which typically right. has the reincarnations but i couldn't remember exactly i know that he 
there that's what it was. There is a demon lord in the area, but it's not him. Right. And there's all the generals and stuff, and so he's running into the generals, and he's trying to figure out who changed the history. So, yeah, there's a reason why he doesn't. Even though I haven't watched that show in, like, two years, mm-hmm. it's all starting to come back to me. But, yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason. I, so, I, I hopefully, I didn't spoil it for you, and you just haven't got to that point. I think it answers that question, like, within three episodes or yeah, so. Yeah, three so. or four episodes. Hopefully, by now, a few months later, you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're actually going, Chris, Andrew, it, yes, it, I know actually, now. this happened, and this happened, and, and you guys are, are talking like you didn't actually watch the show. No. Yeah. There's, there's like a part of it, like one, there's so many reincarnation shows, it, 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 they get mixed up. But two, there's like an aspect of, yes, we're watching a crap ton of shows in between those two. And I didn't watch second season because they delayed it. So is that even coming back on yet? Is that, I don't know. I need to go and I think finish it's fall catching now, up on probably. It. Oof, oof. Kubo came back at least. Um, so what was the other one? You said something about uh, Nagatora, I think. Um, but yes, it was it was very difficult to watch that one early on. We've mentioned that before. Yeah, the Apparently, first couple of episodes were really really hard to watch, but I I did uh, it did show itself very quickly, and I started to really enjoy it. Yeah, so there was a reason it wasn't just mean hearted for no reason. Um, so yeah, the 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 final part of it is what is your type of woman out there? And well, Chris, what is your type of woman? And then rate the following. I don't really have a preference. I mean, I would I I. I just, I guess I don't really ever think about it. <laughs> when it comes to anime, I have plenty of opinions, but I don't really have much opinion in the real world. Just somebody that's got a good smile and is, is, is a kind-hearted person. That's about all I think I would care about. Yeah, that, that's, that's the direction I would go for. But it, it, the, what I'm attracted to and what I tend to attract are very, very opposite. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm looking for this and this is what happened, which is always the difficulty in the fact that, yes, technically a lot of people put on masks. And so it's very difficult to, I guess, decipher people sometimes. Yeah. It's reality. But to your list, um, I, I guess before I, I would say this, there's a big difference between what I like in anime and what I would like in real life. That's just like the whole Yandere argument. As much as, as much as people love Yandere characters, like you don't really want you don't that really in the want world. that. That's a that's a <laughs> fire. You don't really want to. Yeah, I don't really want that in the real world. Uh, so you have I'm I'm gonna assume what these are from. You only have like literally just first names in some cases, last names. Um, you you put Ren. I'm assuming Ren Tosaka, hundred uh, percent lover to death. Uh, ten out of ten. Yes, yes, yes. Now again, I she's not too bad of a Sundere. Like she's not off putting Sundere. She's not violent Sundere. I guess the best way to put it. So. I, I would definitely rate rate uh, Ren a ten out of ten for me. She's good. She's driven. She's got a little bit of a. She got a little bit of something you need to break through first, but for the most part, she's she's great. I I really really like her cute side, so I'm gonna give her a definite eight. An eight. Mm-hmm. Hori, which I'm guessing is Hori Mia. I don't. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't remember much about her. I mean, she was I, she was fine. I don't have any problem with her. She's got a great. She's got a cute personality. She's caring for family, which is great. So I'd probably go eight. I mean, I I, I, I guess eight's good. Do we have Marin on this list? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd probably give her a six or seven. She's she's very, very cutesy, very, very sweet. Um, she's just a little bit too aloof for my, my taste. But yeah, definitely, definitely sweet. Your... Here's where we get into the, I don't know if I really want that in real life. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily want to 
marry slash get with a lady that is killing people nightly. As much as it's fun in the show, and she's super good looking, she's got she's got that protective nature in her. She's trying really hard. I can't oh, say that right. I'd really want to get with her. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna unfortunately waifu material ten out of ten, but for real relationship three. <laughs> Three out of ten. She has a solid, cute side, though. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, I, I would have to agree with Andrew. The the wife. But they side were all and, bad people. <laughs> they were all bad. But they were um, all bad. I'd, I'd give her According nine. According to she the organization, her, they were all super bad. Super cute. She is ridiculously cute. So yeah, I, I'd put her at a nine. Nagatoro. Again, Ooh. great in show, not so much IRL. And it, and it really is one of those things of, I'm going to put it in perspective of the beginning moments. And it's like, no, I, I'm sorry. And she's way too annoying at times. Like, I'm already getting sort of fatigued of the series in the second season. I still think she's cute. She's got she got the tan girl, best girl thing going on with her. Um, I love a lot of the the teasing humor that she does. But at the same time... Girl's nasty in a lot of regards, and she can correct that over time when she has feelings with him, but she initially, she's still a nasty girl. <laughs> it's hard for me to get past that. I mean, how many people did she torture before she met him? Which people can have redemption. I'm not saying against... I, I've had my problems in the past, but again, we're going based on Nagatoro in the show. Not the manga as it ends. So I'm going to go with... Um, she'll go down there in the three area. She's going with a three. Wow. Maybe four. But no higher than that. Because she's still kind of annoying and she's... Yes, she's a bully. What about the other one? Um, some pie girl. Um, His senpai? No. Nah, um, His senpai is literally a zero. Not my type of girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you talking about the same show or a different show? The other show. Kubo or... No. Uh, my, my Uzaki-chan. Uzaki-chan? Oh, that's right there with Nagataro. <laughs> She's really? super annoying. Is it more because how how obnoxious she is? Oh, yeah. You see, see, I could I see mean, she, you. Again, I could see with you. both of them, they have cute sides and everything. They but have it's cute the, sides. It's the teasing Nagatoro, side that's super obnoxious. Nagatoro it has the problem of the the bullying side, which, which really... Uh, crushes because I do really like Nagataro. Um, her artwork, everything about her is absolutely perfect. If it wasn't for her bullying side, I would probably rate her really high. But I would probably put her more in a five area because I, I, I really, really had a massive hurdle. I, I mean, we've talked about this several times. I mean, I was messaging Andrew very quickly on in the show. I was like. I don't know if I like this show. I don't know why people like this show. I get luckily I gave it a couple more episodes and I really, really fell in love with the show, but I really did not like Nagatora. Um Uzaki, I love Uzaki. I I get past her uh, obnoxiousness <laughs> because of how adorable she is. Um and so I would put her high in the eight uh, area. And that's that's a difficult thing. It's like with, with Uzaki chan, you know why she's doing it. And so it's a little bit more easier to I mean, Nagatoro, you know why she's doing it, but she still is a bully. 
Um, with Uzaki, we're getting so many messages for this. <laughs> Uzaki, you, we know what she's doing. She wants to hang out with him. And so it's like, a, it's a lot more easier to deal with. So yeah, technically Uzaki's like probably more up in the a six and seven. I love her design and everything. She's super cute. Um, I love the Chisai overly thing. But yeah, anyways, I don't like the short hair though. That's about the only thing visually that I don't like about well, her. Yeah, yeah, She's a little now, overstacked, now, but it, I, you it, know, it all me love, but her hair being short is kind of annoying. It would be She's literally perfect if, if we had switched the artworks for both characters. <laughs> We do get to see. I'm not, I'm not big. I, I Uzaki is okay. I, I do find her overall artwork okay. But Nagatoro, I love her artwork. So, girl. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would absolutely switch personalities and everything and, and, and just let Uzaki be the bully and, and Nagatoro be the obnoxious girl. And I'd be she'd be perfect. <laughs> next one's difficult the next one is th- these are all literally there's a difference like i said before difference between waifu and what you would actually want in the real world power sorry zero <laughs> you, i can't get with the girl that doesn't flush man i just can't i can't i i hate when people don't flush and if girls like every two minutes she leaves in there i'm like why didn't you flush she's like i can't flush that that came out of me. I'm this like, is... girl, I can't. I can't. You got to fl- I'd have The only way it would work out is if I actually replaced the toilet with an auto flusher. That's literally <laughs> the only way it would ever work out. And even then, when you go to hang out, like you go to a party, you know, like a Christmas party with some family or something. And then suddenly somebody's like, all right, who didn't flush the toilet? And I'm like, it's power. <laughs> like, like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hesitate. I was just like, power. It's, a, it's actually funny. I'm actually a really, really freaking he wants to watch the show now because no i don't i i have this massive thing against people who do that who who leave stuff in the toilet and and that that is like i like how all the discussion around power is just (laughs) the toilet (laughs) she's fun though like she's super fun she's she's got that she's dumb let's be honest she's dumb (laughs) and that there is a lot of fun that comes from that in the show itself because technically denji's dumb and so they work really well together as the basically the the duo of stupidity. Anyways, but honestly, I mean, if, I, if the world had devils in it and stuff, and they were fighting and stuff, yeah, heck yeah, ten out of ten. I need somebody to be on my side all the time, but it's just not technically that. And I I need a flusher. I uh, <laughs> you need to flusher. Just gotta flush it, man. Um, There's nothing worse than going in to do your own business and you have to sit in the smell <laughs> because somebody didn't flush. Okay, um, moving on. I, I, being honest, when I, I watched what an episode and a half, I don't know. I, I, I seen her and I, I did get the intrigue of her. She is in, she's a fascinating character. She has a very, very intriguing personality the flushing thing was a massive she is not in my waifu territory at all so um <laughs> i'm gonna probably say i i mean she does look good um artwork wise but the flushing thing um so i'm gonna go ahead and do three because the flushing thing <laughs> three out of ten did not flush it did not flush uh, let's move on from that. Thanks, God, Serena, eight thousand eight. 
death metalhead said hello my friend fellow otakus i don't i can't read right now my question this time around is rather simple compared to the previous in- entries this question will be kind of a multifaceted so here goes how do you prefer your environment to be while you're watching anime by that i mean a few things do you use a second uh, you use a sound bar surround sound headphones while you watch do you turn off the lights in the room to be more theatrical experience do you sit right to left on the couch? Do, this is getting very specific. Or do you watch on computer desk? Do you watch every anime away from home? Do you watch together or alone? We used to watch shows together, but then at some point, schedules were conflicting, and now he's in a different house at this point. Um, but yeah, for myself, it's mostly on a television with a soundbar. Um, sometimes I'll watch on a laptop if I just want to get away from, you know, just kind of chill outside if it's nice outside. Most part, it's just a, a TV with soundbar. I always have to do on computer. I barely ever watch on any sort of app or anything because I have to take screenshots for videos and stuff. So I have to do that. I used to watch on my bed. Now I watch in the living room. I have a Roku sound soundbar with a full sound surround system. So for the four speakers with the, the subwoofer and everything like that. Woofer. Gotta get that woofer in there. Sound woofer, yes. Gotta have that subwoofer. With um, no adjustments on it. I am blown away there is a, a, a sound system with a subwoofer that does not have a subwoofer volume bar. I'm still blown away with that. Do you ever find it in there? There, it it it's there but it's not like very it didn't have functional. like range it it yeah all it does is high low and yeah and that's weird off or something like that so it's weird anyway sorry but yeah i um i i enjoy it that way um i'm technically on a on a um lazy boy i'm thinking about moving switching the the lazy boy and the 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 couch switching those two up um, side to side, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm very, very antsy. I'm not very good at sitting still very long, so I am constantly back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I think the only other thing is lighting. I, I don't like to have all lights off. Like, currently, you guys see in the videos, I have a, a, um, LED system that's at least at the top. I don't like direct lights. I hate light bulbs. So I always had like a, uh, an upward lamp at some point, and then I, I stole it. LEDs. <laughs> well, I don't. I didn't need any more because I had the LEDs, and the LEDs give enough ambient light. I, I just want a, a a solid ambient light. I don't like direct light at all. So that that pretty much sets it for me. I hardly ever have any lights on in the house. So that that one little lamp that I stole from Andrew is pretty much all my light, and it's very very dim. There you go. I know it's. it's I will admit. I do miss the days that me and Chris used to watch what used to watch stuff together because there, there is an element of experience in watching a show is completely different between alone and with somebody else. Because obviously, like comedies, I was talking to somebody the other day about that. Comedies is definitely where it's at. I, I mean, I always admit Hot and Goose probably not as funny as I think it was. It's just me and Chris watched together. So we just bounced off each other. So even if, even if I don't get a joke and he gets a joke and he laughs, I'm going to laugh at it. And if and if I see a joke that he doesn't get and I start laughing, he's probably going to laugh with me. I'm going to assume it, there is an element of you bouncing off each other. And when the both hits, it's just hysterical. It's it's great like that. Like the whole stupid box thing. Let's just put that in the box. Let's put it over here to the yes. side, set it on fire. Me and Chris just lost it with that whole thing. So there, we, there we is still bring it up here and there every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. 
that and and naming off the entire first episode of Tenshin Muyo. I really, yeah. really, really wanted to find that on 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 a clip so that I could put that in the um in the Discord at one point. I could yeah. not find it. It, 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 I was just, trying to buy it a while back because it was like clearancing on right stuff, but they didn't have all of them. They just had the box, with, you know, like they used to sell the box with like volume one in it, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to buy the others to put in the box. In the box, get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally like, caught I it like way back I'm here. Not gonna, I'm not gonna buy. <laughs> I put that it in the river and, hope, and sent it down. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy that and hope I can get the other parts of it. Um, so hopefully somebody rescues it at some point. But yeah. That really needs to be rescued, but the the problem is, is it needs it needs a resurgence of some sort. Yeah. So otherwise, it's not going to sell because nobody knows nobody what it, knows is. it is. <laughs> nobody knows what it is. It's a shame. It really is. No matter how hard we tell everybody, but yeah, yeah. I know it seems like an odd series of questions, but I'm curious. I was thinking the other day of how everyone prefers to pay attention to things on in their own way. I, I agree with that. There is there is times where even when we were watching stuff together, where he might be bored or fidgeting or just not caring about something, and I'm getting into it. And so there is an opposite effect when you do watch something with other people. Or maybe you didn't catch something you want to rewind, but then you're like, no, I don't want to rewind because Chris is watching too, and it might mess things up for him. There, There is an element that there is a there is kickback for watching it with somebody else. Yeah, and, or they can find it funny, and you don't find it funny, and you want to be serious about it, and they're ruining it because they're laughing at it because – they 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 think it's absurd there is i i can i can concur on that one there's been many times where i'm i'm watching something and i i just know andrew's hating it and and (laughs) i'm sure that it's the exact opposite and it's like i i wish like if we watched farming life another world together i would probably be ripping into it the entire time and chris like stop (laughs) (laughs) or the reverse with something else that's like super brutal or something you'd be like no it's it's funny say summertime render man could you imagine me watching summertime render together oh god no i'd be like gushing the entire i'd be so focused and you'd be fidgeting i'd be like why doesn't chris like this as much as i do (laughs) i'm i'm actually glad we watched that separate i but and and farming life would be weird because it he said farming life and a tweak comes out of his wrist that's (laughs) so interesting farming life would be weird mostly because of the fact that it would be it would be odd that i i because I enjoy it just for what it is, I I would find this kind of weird mix between hating the fact that Andrew is tearing into it and at the same time having fun with him just blasting it to I'd smithereens. Be, I'd, yeah, I'd be blasting it. And, and, it, and it's funny because... <laughs> the jokes I come with... with okay, suddenly somebody's preggers. <laughs> <For> somebody's <laughs> that pregnant. makes perfect sense. <laughs> I it, it, And so it's like... I, I I would be of twofold. I I probably would would absolutely. I don't think that we could have watched um, uh, Isekai Harem together. I I Harem in a Labyrinth. I think that you, I I would probably get too defensive on that one. <laughs> well, I didn't really bash that one so much till like halfway through it, and I realized it wasn't going to be an actual harem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was I was praising it early on, and and Koroboto deskura. It's a kobold, obviously. It's a kobold. I just love that it's like a dramatic swipe, and then she just kind of steps aside. Well, it is a kobold. <laughs> Man, that killed it really easy. Well, that is a kobold. Uh, it's the cutest scene. I love that scene. Anyways, uh, what else? If you <laughs> Death Metalhead says, uh, if you were wondering, I always watch the with the lights off. Soundbar volume cranked up to the maximum experience, or for the maximum experience, not to the maximum. Uh, and I, sitting I, on the right side of the couch, if you really wanted to know. 
<laughs> I, you know, you ask us, I need to know, you know, I like that you put out when we're at, when you ask the same thing of us. So there you go. I, I've, I actually am afraid of going much higher than 20 on my Roku. <laughs> I did it There's once or twice. Too much for me. Yeah. I mean, there, I, there are some shows where I like to ramp it up though. So I have, Swano music in there. I have tested it out just to see if my Roku could handle full blast, but yeah, 20 is way too loud for me as it is. Yeah, I mean, they're built to go up that high, not so that you can ramp up everything that high. It's for some things that have low <laughs> low sound and you need to ramp it up. You're not supposed to ramp it up for everything. It will break it if something is too loud. Uh, but yeah, you know that. Yeah. I'm just telling other people. In case I don't go higher it, than 20. I'm pretty sure it goes up to 64. A good sound system is essential to me because you miss so much without one. I always watch it alone because none of my friends IRL like anime. I will say that sound does mean a lot for a lot of shows. I mean, there's a lot of there's a there's more shows than not that music is throwaway. But whenever you get a show that has not just music, sound and ambience and like kind of stuff that just hits again, prime example, I keep talking about this season dangers in my heart. The, literally, the emotion is portrayed by the music. So, if you don't have the music, are you, are you, you think it's going to noise or something? No, I was uh, the cracking of the... the... <laughs> Just staring at me with he's trying, waiting to open up his bottle. But no, Danger to My Heart, like I said before, it, it's one of those shows where very little is spoken. I mean, there's a lot spoken, but it's mostly in the, the head of the main character. But so much of the emotion is felt through the music. Like I feel like a gut punch every now and then with the music just hitting so deep because the musician that did, you know, a silent voice and stuff like that, they know how to be like very, very clear, but yet very gut punching instrumental and it just works. So it just completely takes the whole show to another level. And so, yeah, that show has to be played with very loud sound. And like I said, Swano music. <laughs> Swano music. And saves. I mean, getting the getting that... They, they do such a great job recording with most anime. A lot of cases, vo vocal recordings is priority. I mean, yes, you'll have, like, some shows like, what was it, Koi Kimo, where the, the, the male actor, for some reason, was phoned in. His audio was so crappy. Uh, but mo most of the time, you can get so much emotion out of the characters. I mean, even a goofy show like Kamikatsu and having Aoyuki breaking down as our character was like... Gosh, Aoyuki, stop. <laughs> You're beating me up right now. <laughs> or, uh, for example, High Card. They had uh, Rie Takahashi in that one, where she was the, the you know, the up-and-coming cadet. Not cadet, but like a uh, police officer. And at some point, she just, there's like havoc happening around her, and she's freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, she just nailed this scene so hard. Rie Takahashi just killing it. And of course, here recently with this previous, or this recent show. That we will, we shall not say. Uh, she's great. She's absolutely great. So, there you go. Anything to add to that one? Sound itself? Oh, you were talking about cranking up your speakers and breaking them. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say on this. Thanks, uh, Death Metalhead, for the question. That was uh, some good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Patchface Patches even says it's it's a good question. So there you go. Gringo says, I okay, I found out there are three seasons to Ascendance of Bookworm. Only season one shows up on Crunchyroll for me. So where do I find the rest of the season? I think they're on High Dive, weren't they? I didn't. I thought I bought. Yeah, they're, they're High Dive because Sentai Filmworks released uh, season one and two as a complete Blu-ray. 
I think it was originally on Crunchyroll, but I think High Dive stole it. So they, they should be on High Dive? Question mark? Check, check High Dive. <laughs> check High Dive later on. Uh, also says... Okay, Gringo was responding to that one. See, Gringo, Gringo bad. <laughs> I will publicly shame anybody that answers somebody else's questions in the question, questionnaire. Yeah. Um, so shame on Patches for saying great question, too, because that's a response as well. Uh, let's see here. Conart says all three seasons got put into one season of Crunchyroll, so there are 36 episodes. Okay, there's the answer to that. TCB says another one. Another one. Thoughts on people jumping into anime and uh, feeling intimidated by what's available slash feeling left out of the loop trying to fit into the culture sphere uh, of what's popular or what have you. Um, I mean, there's no shortage of quote unquote gatekeeping in any community. I'm not sure if you're specifically mentioning that probably not, but I do see there being a bit of intimidation. I, I mean, we've, we've, regularly have somebody pop in the discord or other areas saying hey check out your podcast i'm new to anime and this is my sort of my introduction into anime itself i haven't really ran into too many people that are intimidated by it but i can i can honestly see it especially in a season like winter was i can imagine if somebody just came into anime and was like okay winter's my first season um i've, I've learned about this whole seasonal thing uh, so i'm gonna check out what's coming up everybody's talking about what's the next show's coming up and so i'll pick my shows and then they see a list of 66 jokes and goes, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Um, I, I think there is a fear, and this is a fear in general for most everything. It's not necessarily about new newcomers. It's more of an aspect of creating that fatigue in the fact that there's so many shows. And I, I think the fix to that is obviously that not many people talk about all the shows. Um, I think there's a, there's a credit to go with finding a group of people that you enjoy hanging out with and just discuss those shows in general. Or finding a group like Otaku Spirit with our Discord where you can just go into an individual channel and just talk about that show and not have to worry about keeping up with all of them. You just have a focal point where you can kind of focus on and discuss with somebody a single show. Um, I, I mean, that's a good warning to anybody getting into anime is not, don't look at that chart and go, oh, what do I do? Kind of just find your group and, and enjoy discussing the individual shows. And if it becomes too much, just learn how to know your limits because you don't want to get burnt out. And two, not everybody has all the time in the world to really watch everything. Just find the stuff that kind of works for you. And I do feel like anime more than anything else, you can sort of find what works for you because I mean, for better or worse, typically things kind of fall into a, 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 a certain style, like if you're getting, a, if you're a patient person and you like kind of a slow building story, you're gonna like slice of life. So if you want something that just, you know, to keep your attention and just relax and enjoy after a work work day, you're probably gonna enjoy a shonen with some epic battle sequences from Mappa or something. Um, but I'm talking a lot. You want to jump in? We we <laughs> I think we discussed this in one of our episodes, but it, we 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 talked about the idea of make sure you pace yourself. Don't. Um, like Andrew was saying, uh, feel, feel out different type, different genres and different styles of shows and find the things that are going to work for you. Not everything's going to work. Your chase will probably change over time. You probably will mm -hmm. find yourself liking Shonen one day and then a little while later you end up liking, uh, death horror or whatever the heck you want yeah, to call I've, all I've, that I've, stuff. We've ran into people that were literally, mm -hmm. they came, they were introduced into it by Shonen's. 
like Naruto and stuff like that. And then they and then they got into Slice of Life, and that's all they care about anymore. And it's like really, what a what a step from I I was introduced by Shonen Epic Battles, and I literally just fell in love with Slice of Life because they're so different from each other. And, and and I mean, I find myself stuck in pretty much the more lighthearted stuff. I I'm I kind of tend to avoid the the darker stuff, but I did like a lot of the darker stuff at one point. Um, I just it, you you find you will find yourself as long as you keep yourself paced and don't um, even if you get tired of it, just take a break. You don't have to completely force yourself to watch, like Andrew said, sixty six shows. You will burn yourself out. I mean, and, and I mean that's to that point of the, what you're what they're asking here is like that fear of being left out, which I think is it's logical. I mean, I can I can totally see that with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of cases where you know some people just they watch a show because they want to be part of the discussion, and we've we've had that several times in the past where we have you know even you know disagreements within our own discord or not i don't think i've really had too much in the discord but we did have quite a bit of it in the forums where you would have somebody that was just literally hate watching it was like yeah. why are you hate watching this and their response is because i want to be part of the discussion and it's like but are you adding anything to discussion because you sound like you're just not having fun what <laughs> this isn't <laughs> beneficial in any way to anybody why bother yeah. and again just want to be part of the conversation a lot of people just keep watching, especially Shonen shows, going on to 100 episodes, and it's like, well, I've invested this much time, I might as well, might as well continue it, and again, be part of the discussion. And it's like, I mean, you do you. Do you. <laughs> you do you. But I do I do agree that it's intimidating, especially with the factor of how much, how much literally comes out, and trying to fit in with any specific group is difficult. Like I said, I think that's where it comes into, find a group of people that you enjoy talking about, the, the shows with. Find a community like the Taco Spirits community. Um, link in the description and at tacospirit.com plug where you could just sort of channel with the specific shows themselves. Or, I mean, it, it, there's Miami list. There's, there's Annie list where you can literally discuss individual episodes as well, which I think is a good route as well to kind of keep in the conversation. So, yeah, I, I, I do feel not to force yourself to watch everything and no one to, no, no one to step out of it because it's, that's the easiest way you can get burnt out. It's just forcing yourself to watch. It, it's much better to take a break than to completely shut down on it. I it this is this is a it's it we've talked about it before, but there is this um what's considered the life of an anime. I don't know who came up with this 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 time. The but there's this this theoretical life expectancy of an anime fan, which is three to five years. Uh, we obviously have gone past that, what, three, four times over now. So obviously we're... I might not make it to 100 years old, <laughs> but at least I can say that I live longer than most anime fans. <laughs> uh, that'll be one achievement I could put on my gravestone. I outlasted everybody else. <laughs> I outlasted everybody else. Um, I watched five million shows. <laughs> put that on my gravestone. But supposedly there's this 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 time frame in which you can be an anime fan and then you're you're out either way i i think that it's it's just what it says on the box it's a theoretical thing if if you take the time to um change with what you're 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 understand there's so many different types of shows so many different shows i still despise the uh 
almost criterion lists we there is shows that you should watch um but don't use them as the i have to be introduced to anime and watch the criterion shows and then everything else after that is all garbage well yeah you watched all the good stuff at the beginning you're not gonna nothing's going to compare to the good stuff if you've watched all the good stuff at the beginning it's so Um, funny because we literally just talked about that like a couple days ago in the discord where we have somebody in our community i don't know if it's petro or somebody that that was literally constantly trying to get a list of shows to watch and i think he's got a list of a thousand shows by this point and (laughs) i was talking we were we were kind of agreeing with the idea that it's not necessarily the case anymore that because me and Chris, we did a whole podcast on um, how to introduce your friends to anime. Yeah. And part of that discussion, we made it very clear, don't introduce your friend to the top 100 best shows ever and tell them to watch those because then when they're done, they're going to think everything else needs to be that caliber and it's going to be disenchanting to them. Is they're going to be like, where's this is what I this is what I love. And now this. But I don't think that's really I don't feel that is as relevant anymore because when we, when we did that, there was like probably 20 to 30 shows a season when we first kind of did that list. And now it really feels like each season there's just at least five really good shows. And so it really feels like more now, more so now than ever, we're getting a lot. Yes, they're not to the caliber of things like Kogias and stuff like that or Steins Gate, but there's a lot of stuff that's up there in quality anymore every single season where... I think back when we talked about that, there were that there is there was a lot of seasons where you didn't have shows that were like that. But now, like I said, these days, you, like this season, we have Heavenly, Heavenly Delusion. We had uh, Summertime Render last year. There's a lot of shows that are literally up there as a possibility for being those types of shows. And so I don't really feel I still think it's important not to set standards. But at the same time, I don't fear it so much anymore. Agree, disagree. I, I I'm not going to disagree Obviously with you. Obviously disagree because you just literally I'm, just said that. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna say I I would be careful. I I I just I I think that there's too too high of an expectation of. I mean my my opinion is still going to stay firm in the area of anime as an entertainment medium. It is yes there is art in it, but it is an entertainment medium first and. There's Entertain- gonna be a lot of stuff that just literally all it's it does just entertain. All is, it's just entertainment. They're not they're not all out to set to say something really. Yeah. And and I mean, yes, I'm not going to disagree with you on the idea of there's a lot of good shows that are coming out. I I firmly agree with you on that. Um, but to hold out the idea of watch all the good ones at first and then expect everything to be good is a bad idea. Yeah. Blue Spark says, is there any chance you're going to fix the website in the future regarding the MP3 downloads option for the podcast episodes? Ever since the uh, forms broke down, at least I have um, at least that's when the change happened. I've been managing with your XML file, uh, but it's a bit of a hassle to scrolling through to check the new episodes, copying the link and pasting it into an address bar and downloading as save as. Um, I was trying to see if I could find last I really looked into this. I was trying to find if there was a possibility of making a way that the website itself would automatically pick up the XML file and list it out just like you would on a podcast, but I couldn't find anything that wasn't like a full on app itself. Um, So 
I I'm planning on looking back into it, but at the same time, it's one of those things of where not many people used it to begin with. So not to say you're not worth it, Blue Spark. It's one of those things of like accessing a. Uh, figuring out where to spend my time in, and that was kind of a low priority of everything, just because, again, not me. It's kind of like when we did the whole schedule thing. It's like, I didn't really get that many hits until you take it down, and then suddenly everybody's like, where is this at? And it's like, well, nobody was using it. <laughs> um, it. It's a difficult thing, but at the same time, I'm just trying it. So if anybody has a solution how to uh, make a site automatically pick up your XML file and and list out the contents of it, kind of like a podcast to do that, let me know, but I don't have an option currently. So maybe an RSS feed uh, aggregator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that that's uh, I would assume would work because it does similar to the RSS feeds. Yeah. Um, and I I have used RSS feed aggregators and they work for most of the stuff that I'm looking at it, but I'm not looking at it for MP3s. So take that in consideration. That's maybe a direction. I'm trying to point you in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why most people don't really use this the download link. It's because typically with, like, what depending on what kind of device they're using, I mean, most people on a phone or something like that, they're just going to use an app that's a podcasting app, and it pulls it. But if, even, if they're on the, uh, even if they're on a computer, iTunes, literally, if you put the feed into iTunes, and you click to download it, and it literally puts it on your computer. Like, it, iTunes does it for you. So it's like... Again, that was I think that's why we didn't really get much traffic to the actual download pages on the website because there's so many other options to do. Um, if you are using a PC, like I said, you can use iTunes and it downloads the audio file before it plays it. And you can just literally go right click, show in Finder or Explorer and it, it shows you the file and you can just pull it from there. So anyways, uh, BlueSpark also says, and by the way, I don't know if I said this before. Again, if I missed it before, it's been a long time, but BlueSpark really super happy to have you on the discord it, it took us a while but we finally got blue spark over onto the discord and i'm happy to have him there uh but anyways okay a tiny hassle but i still want to shoot uh you a question i just said thanks for coming to the discord now you want to sh- do that to me anyways i i'm unfortunately the super joke i'm unfortunately also getting canceled downloads pretty frequently and when trying to get the mp3s from your site uh to me it, this appears to be a server problem on your end as my connection is typically rock solid, I very rarely get dropped downloads to other site at other sites. But of course, I can't entirely be sure. Sure, I I would assume it's probably the server. If there's a lot of people hitting it at one point, it's probably going to have some sort of miss there. And I don't know. I've never been notified of a downage of the server itself, so I can't say for sure. But I am looking at alternative options for places to put the files because. Honestly, the server we're putting it on isn't necessarily designated for a podcast or slash video or anything like that. Um, And I do want to look at possibly archive.org or something like that where I can put them there and I don't have to worry about paying, shoot, like $300 a year just to have that stuff put there. But um, I don't know how stable archive.org or anything is for a feed. So anything more than that's just going to cost more money. So (laughs) it's kind of dealing with what I have. Uh, but yeah, the YouTube versions of them are always up, so you can use that too. If you don't think this type of question fits the podcast, I'd appreciate a quick answer here instead. There you go. You got it. I would uh, input something. Inputting in something. I, I, welcome, Boost Bart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Uh, actually, uh, I was going to throw out, um, ha- did you look into Spotify's FM thing? Or did you uh, did you see if that would possibly host I know that I've looked at a couple of them where there's like there's actual webs there's actual groups where you literally just 
you, uh, you it's like YouTube where you click upload file and you say what the title is and everything and it puts it in there for you and it's it puts it on their server so that's something I, I definitely do need like I said just to alleviate another income that's dropping out of my pocket every year while I try to get things built up esteemed gentlemen that's death metalhead says uh, welcome to uh, welcome to death metalhead's second installment of OS Brothers preference series today we are diving headfirst into another oddly relevant series of questions as we all know every otaku tends to be meticulous about their collection from novels to manga blu-rays sets to figures we all care about our prize possessions and stove them accordingly or store them accordingly that stove too uh, our question today follows how do the two of you organize your collections do uh, this doesn't really apply to figures as i really think they just arrange them in a way that seems visually appealing okay so that's the first part um, I don't have a method. I for like Blu-rays and stuff like that. It is technically I'll keep DVDs and Blu-rays separately just because they're so different in size. I don't want to have like a bunch of like ups and downs from the size up. You know their vertical size. Um, I typically keep ones that have sleeves together, those that have no sleeve, and it's just straight Blu-rays together. All of course novels together based on their their the the series itself in order typically going starting from left to right when in order of them. Um, and again, similarly, it's kind of sticking to the size of themselves. There's often a lot of cases, a lot of publishers will have a similar um, size to their mangas and light novels. So I'll usually keep them together as well, but that's pretty much it. But yeah, pretty much figures is whatever's aesthetically pleasing or fits. So I have a bunch of figures in a box. I suck. <laughs> And I make sure to I make sure to organize them in the way that they fit more in one box, right? Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I like my figures. They're pretty. <laughs> the focus day on novels, manga, and Blu-rays. Do you store them in particular order, alphabetical? There you go. That there's that question part there. Uh, do you care? Simply slide uh, the newest purchase into any open space. That's the most annoying thing, especially for novels and manga, because like you'll you'll fit them in the shelf, and then the next volume will come in the next day. And then you have to, like, scoot everything down and take something out of the shelf in order for it to fit. Most cases, what I'll do is I'll, when I get the next volume, I'll put it on top of it. So they're, they're all stacked sideways, obviously. And then I'll put the next one on top of it horizontally. And then when I get probably another one, then I'll reorganize everything. I'll shift everything down and fit it in there. So, but yeah, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> that is the absolute worst is when you get another one that fits in a certain area, you have to shift everything down. So I'd probably be a lot more annoyed if my figures were broken or something. I really I'm not I'm not I'm not good at uh, taking care of that stuff. I really suck at that kind of junk. Mm -hmm. So I am not meticulous like mm -hmm. that. he bugs the hell out of me with his dust. Um, anyways, yeah, I like when he had that shelf in the other room and it was literally like everything was just set sideways up there. They weren't stacked in any, like, there weren't, like, uniform or anything. He just literally just, like, here's the, here's the, <laughs> here's the no game of my life. He literally just sets them flat sideways and just sticks them up on the <laughs> shelf. I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't, 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 don't get involved. Don't get involved. Um, it's great. I, I, I like them. I just, I'm not, I'm not that, that crazy about it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's not, it doesn't have that kind of, I like them. I like that I have, have them, but they're just, they're figures. 
I know. I I I know. I wow. suck. I am the worst. Wow. Like I feel like he's criticizing all the collectors. No, I'm actually criticizing myself. I wish I I wish I had that 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 drive, but I don't. I really don't. Death Metal Head says I personally don't organize my manga and novels in any particular order way on my shelf. My only So are you criteria. are you like me? Are you like me? Do I have somebody who's similar to me who likes to collect them but don't really care? <laughs> My only criteria for shelving books is the height of the book itself. So yeah, you like that form uniformity across it. Um, I try to keep similar sized books next to each other because I think it looks better for Blu-rays. I currently have them alphabetical order, um, but consider trying to sort them in studio once I get more of them. Now <laughs> I will. <laughs> now I will say one. this. I mean that kind of works, but for it. Like, I, I, I have, like, all the, the Anaplex ones from, like, Shaft with, like, the Monotari series and stuff together. But that's mainly because they're the same type of box from Anaplex. But that's that's a feat. Uh, I The only ones I have in alpha, alphabetical order is the plain Blu-ray um, jewels. I have those in alphabetical. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, everything else is not in alphabetical. But that, for some reason, I keep in alphabetical order. It makes no sense. <laughs> now, I will say this. I, there is one thing about Andrew's collection that drives me nuts. He doesn't have all the same group in the same shelf. Oh, same group in the same shelf. Right. What group? Like all of them. <laughs> well, like group? you have Rim Rim from ReZero. Oh, then you, you have this to he, that that to I do when I do on my it's when size. I did my shelf. Yeah. I I I yours is fairly aesthetically pleasing. Um but but yeah, I, that is kind of one thing that I did and it and I did bump into that every once in a while I, even in my stuff is sometimes i i, I would have all of the uh can collie girls in one one shelf and i would either have too many of one or not enough of one and so i'd have to fit something in that one little spot right there and and this one wouldn't have a spot and and it would drive me crazy that 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 is my my ticky thing for whatever reason he didn't have them all together because i don't i don't think he had the dog days girls together Yes, they were. They were separate. And then you had like a smattering of stuff just like laid out in there. Like the kite for the girl from Gargantua was like down on the bottom shelf. It was weird. Because she, it didn't <laughs> it didn't fit. Bingo, you almost said it. You kind of... <laughs> I I did not say I I wasn't disagreeing with you on the the fit. There's also thing. there's also a priority based on newity. Is that the is that nudity. a way to put it? Newity, newestness. And appreciating when something is given to me, like a certain girl from Fire Force I put up at the top there so everybody know. can see it. Anyways, uh, that concludes today's installment of OS Brothers Preference Series. I know these kind of questions may uh, seem mundane. I guess it can't really say this today's because we literally did two of them. Um, but I always find it fascinating to learn how other people do things it may seem like second nature to most of us. That is true. That is true. We all found out that Chris sucks at figure collecting. That's what we found out out of this one. <laughs> the more you know, blum, 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 blum. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of funny because I getting uh, communicating with or talking with uh, Web Gaming, he got me to start doing Goodreads to track all of my novels and mangas. And I'm like, I hate that you made me do this because <laughs> it was it took forever to go through and scan each one of their spark codes and put them into this stupid app. And I'm like, I don't even know why I did that. Uh, so if anybody ever cares to know what novels and mangas I have, I, I have a Goodreads, I guess. 
<laughs> Eventually, when I start reading them more, I'll actually start listing them out as finished. I think I've, I've been keeping up with it, so. Uh, Midas says everyone got their own biases, whether, whether they want to admit it or not. Having biases, preferences, doesn't mean you're not open to different types of shows. Uh, dropping some truth bombs. What are some of your favorite preferences, likes for anime in general? Uh, what's some of your top production preference likes? Uh, I think we've already talked about that. It's pretty much Harems and Kyoani. Oh, right. Yeah, pretty much just Kyoto Animation visually. Anyways, um, production. And I really like Isekais, obviously. Is that like all-encompassing because he does he does character preferences production preferences and character preferences i like preferences and um, likes of narrated themes and other stuff i like uh kuderes and uh donderes that's my preference as far as character types i'm obviously sundere even though i hated sundere's at first i've grown to like sundere's i i I'm not that I like just stereotypical sundere's but i like ones that are done well yeah that have kind of evolved More the formula of yeah. it um, obviously, bare bones archetypes are typically boring, but some in some cases they can be charming in a way. But it, it it's better when they're obviously done better. <laughs> I mean, that's the argument that we constantly make whenever we're talking about Mushoku Tensei. Is there? Yes, technically starting off, he kind of plays with the the idea of different archetypes, but he quickly breaks them. He does just kind of throws them out the window, and even even uh, uh, Rudy himself acknowledges that they're kind of this archetype, but then they end up not being that. So. Yeah, but no, yeah, production and preference and stuff like that. Like I said, Kyoto Animation. I like affordable stuff, even though they do typically get stuck in uh, shonens. Just like Mappa gets typically stuck in shonens. I like it when they kind of branch out, do other stuff. Um, still think that both those studios are some of the worst CGI. Although Affordable does a really good job of hiding environmental CGI, they still suck at like fish, <laughs> fish. Uh, dragon, stone dragons, and uh, blobs and skeletons. They're 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 terrible at those things for some reason. They just can't seem to pull those off. Um, but yeah, but yeah, characters like I said, Sundays I like. Um, nurturing character, big sister characters I love to death. I love big sister characters. Um, like the lolly characters, like the Sundede characters. I love my emotos. Good they, good mama just, characters just... are always great as well, which are obviously very man my home hero <laughs> that mom is so great <laughs> that mom is so great um she's literally gonna go down as one of the best moms in anime uh, she's gosh she's a mom she's absolutely a mom she's like the shining i really like uh, for that show i really liked uh shinigami's dad uh, a couple weeks ago shinigami's dad yes with the marinated oh, eggs for friend yeah. yeah yeah marinated eggs was an absolute fantastic uh joy See, joyful scene i really really loved it oh, yeah smiles that must be protected and all that good stuff yep what's your preferences likes when it comes to narrative themes and other stuff i i'm i'm all over the place i don't really have a preference um i, I like to kind of dabble in everything i think that's kind of one of the nice things about what i do and how much kind of comes out every season is you're always going to find something that does something completely different so yeah, I've 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 grown past a lot of that. I if you had asked me a couple years ago, I would have said drama by far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was my problem when we when we were early in the podcast. I just early in the podcast, no way stuff. Yeah, I hated psychological I was tired horror. Of was all, it was all about that. Yeah, 
but yeah and it, the, i mean that was wasn't something that it jumped into it's just i got tired of it really quickly and so when we were really kind of getting back into it i was very picky about what i wanted to get back into but yeah i as far as a narrative thing that i it probably slice of life i if that's a narrative i mean i i guess that <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, putting aside everything else, like I mentioned earlier, I, I do appreciate when shows really kind of bend your mind. When they try to do something different, they're obviously trying to kind of trick you, um, shake the mold up. Th those are always good, so. Um, examples in picture below, if not clear what I mean from questions, left production, middle characters, right other? You you made a, a collage, or is this like a, a thing that people were doing on social media at some point? That I completely missed because I'm good at missing that kind of stuff. You got Monogatari, not Monogatari series, Monogatari. Kaon. JoJo's. <sighs> JoJo's. I'm joking. <laughs> got a lot of older shows in here. Jeez, good stuff. Carcaptor Sakura. Zetsupa Sensei. Well, he's got wolf children in here. Likes I wolf children. That's who, who that was. Magical I Circle Gudu really Gudu. Magical Circle Gudu Gudu. Shout out. Uh, Bochi the Rock, obviously. Everybody loves Bochi the Rock. Millennium Actress. I, I, still my, my, my watch of shame is Millennium Actress. Akiba Sailor Uniform. Good stuff. Good stuff. Void Dragon says, there's a serious, uh, there is a serious question that I want to get your opinion on. What are your thoughts on ambiguity or shows, uh, show don't tell? I ask because in some of your videos, you seem to be, uh, you seem to me to take issue with things not being clearly started, or I'm guessing stated, stated or outright confirmed. There's there's obviously going to be different limits depending on the show itself. In a lot of cases, you can have a show that's not working for you, that it sticks out more than shows that are. Because there's, the best way that I can describe it, there's some cases where I'll watch a show, like, for example, I, it's a really good example because it's so fresh in my mind, I'm, I'm digging so far into it, Mushoku Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation. I always give the benefit of the doubt to the writer because they have shown to me that if I wait, this will be answered. Whereas there's a lot of shows where it's not working for me because I've, me personally, have felt like they have not delivered on things enough that I can't trust them. Um, a, the complete opposite example is something like Sunny Boy, which I'm guessing maybe possibly the trigger because I've stated before that I wasn't a huge fan of Sunny Boy. Even though I really enjoyed it throughout its airing, at some point late in its airing, I realized it was, wasn't going to answer anything. At some point, I, even though I had the hope the writer was going to answer things, at some point realized they're not going to answer anything. And I do believe there is a give and take on what you enjoy despite not having answers because there's enough to kind of draw from versus cases where you're not enjoying it and you just feel like you're being strung along for the sake of the writer to go, well, what did it make you feel? What do you think this means? And at some point you're thinking you're just you're just literally throwing stuff on the screen and saying you figure it out. <laughs> like you didn't have a narrative here or a focus. And yes, Look, people can draw conclusions from Sunny Boy. That's fine. But me personally, I felt kind of like I didn't get enough answered when it should have answered something. Just, just to throw it out there. Okay. We are, um, a couple of people who actually went through, through and sat through lost okay <laughs> um so we're 
inherently kind of distrustful of um, authors that don't prove themselves worthy of our time. So, is that literally like we're holding up the teddy bear and saying, where dad hit you? And you're where like, did dad hit me? Right, right, right here. here. <laughs> that bru- that lost <laughs> emblem sized or shaped bruise right there. Um, <laughs> freaking smoke monster. Um, no, it, it's um, it's one of those things that we we. Oh, I, I do. know what triggered this it was probably the farming life in the world. And maybe you might have missed that. Uh, or maybe I mentioned this later on and explained it. And may, you may have heard that whole thing. But if you missed it, I explained it in the fact that the show itself didn't say it or show it or confirm it. And the source material did. So the problem there is that they literally removed it. So <laughs> I have a right to be angry because they literally scrubbed it out of the show and they didn't need to. I... <laughs> I personally am not uh, ambiguity. Am, ambiguity is one of those things for me that does kind of irk me to a point. If I if I feel like I have a a rightful expectation to ha- have that answer before the end of the season, then I expect it to be answered. Period. Yeah. If I don't get it answered by the end of the by the end of the season, I'm going to be mad. If I f- fully expect that it is a a show that is going to imply to me that it's going to be a long-standing series that the answer to that question should be a hook long time out it's kind of the um there's a term uh Chekhov's gun or some weird name person a, that if you see the gun in the first episode it is fully expected that it will be revealed at some point and used by the end of the show or something like that um or the third episode or something i don't know there's uh, it, it, it's it's this directorial rule of thumb or something like that don't that, show something unless you're going to use it yeah don't show it unless you're going to use it and that is the it almost the exact opposite to the uh the ambiguity ambiguity i don't know why i can't say that word um it, I literally do it every Mashuka Monday. You people watch my bloopers at the end of Mashuka Monday. It's like suddenly out of nowhere, there's just this one word this one that I've word. literally used my entire life millions of times, but suddenly for some reason, it will not work in this sentence. My brain's like, no, it's not going there. No, no. Say it 15 more times. You're still going to say it wrong. Um, it, But there is a, like I said, Lost is the perfect example of why I absolutely despise um, that kind of system to a point because I literally sat through what 10 or five seasons and got literally nothing at the end of that entire journey. Um, Yes, we had a lot of fun speculating the entire time we were watching that show, but at the end we didn't get anything. It was a big, never mind. Um, But anyway, shows i don't i don't necessarily get mad at it if it's not there but at the same time there is a expectation sometimes that you feel like you should have this answered and it should be answered quicker than it actually is and then you have this cliffhanger some shows are obvious they're manga bait and that's fine we got past that a long time ago sometimes there is other shows where it should be clearly stated 
within that time frame. And those are the ones that are more frustrating. And everybody has different tolerances of it. Um, I'm probably a bit more lenient than Andrew is. Andrew has his own tolerance levels. I have my own tolerance level. And again, I, I fully I fully admit that it's a lot of cases where it's depending on the show itself. Like if the yeah. show is working for you, you're in often cases going to either draw your own conclusions, be willing to draw your own conclusions, or just enjoy it even if it doesn't tell you exactly what you're doing because you're still enjoying the show. Whereas in a lot of cases, if you're not enjoying the show and you're seeing that it's not saying enough and it's skipping things or whatever, it's going to frustrate you a little bit. Um, and I do believe there's a huge difference between um, the idea of ambiguity and show don't tell. I love show don't tell. I think it's fantastic. Again, I mentioned again this uh, this episode, uh, Dangers in My Heart. It's literally a show that is mostly show don't tell in the idea, from Yamada's perspective. Yamada is a show don't tell character um, for the most part. I mean, she's more vocal now than she was at the very beginning of the show, but a lot of her storytelling is based on her actions. In this recent episode, prime example, there's this whole very pinnacle scene in the library where these people walk up to the door of the library and you 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 barely, you, you don't even see her face in the shot, but you can so, subtly sh- see her shoulder shift to the right. So you know she's seen them. And that's a very important thing to take note of based on what happens after that. It's a show-don't-tell aspect. It doesn't show you, to, it doesn't give her inner thoughts or anything like that. And there's a lot of other stuff in that regard, but that's just one example of it. Whereas, again, like ambiguity and the idea of just sort of, I guess, leaving it to your own devices or just not having it in there bugs me. I think that's a completely different aspect. And again, I think a lot of that relies on whether you're enjoying all the other aspects of it or not. And I mean, that was a case with, oh, there, I, there's another problem. It might be, I, there's like a couple of them. Maybe maybe winter was a season like that because I think I had maybe like two shows where I was frustrated because something wasn't really stated. Um, technically, Magical Revolution in winter had that same problem with its later episode, which yes, it, it corrected it and it explained it. But that was a case where I was frustrated about that episode because it didn't really state, it didn't properly say what was bothering uh, the main character. And everybody said, you're not getting it. It's saying it based on this. It's saying it. And literally what happened the next episode, she said, what was the matter? And it was nothing what everybody else said because it was ambiguous and nobody, and it didn't say what was the problem. Everybody drew their own conclusions, but there's an example right there where people are okay with it because they drew their own conclusions. Whereas I felt it did not answer it. And I was technically confirmed by the fact and my thought process was confirmed the next episode and the idea that it says what it was and it was something we never really had talked about before so there there again it 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 varies for different people but i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing depending on what you what you view for them but sometimes it just works and sometimes it doesn't yeah it there you're we're we're talking about like four different uh writing tools and It ambiguous is probably one of the hardest ones to kind of use. Um, show don't tell is a is a difficult one to do as well because you're you're literally ambiguity is using your your readers or your watchers imagination to tell the story. Show don't tell is using the directors. One, one will not necessarily, neither of them will translate well because there is a, um, expectation, expectation. Yes. Um, it's also in the, uh, 
there's a personality that is involved in both of those. Like in Show Don't Tell, it's the director or the writer that it's their their inference that this is happening. Uh, ambiguity is the the receiver or the um, the watcher. It's their imagination that is telling the story. Um, both cases, you're there. There's flawed um, personality involved in both of those because either one of them can be misinterpreted in some way, shape, or form. The other ones that I had mentioned, like Chekhov's gun or the cliffhangers or something like that, the, all those things are all part and parcel to these different types of tools that are being used. And each one has its strengths and has its weaknesses. Cross Ange was ang- ambiguous. <laughs> Poor Cross Ange. Cross Ange was ambiguous. Uh, Void Dragon, thanks for the question. Havoc says, question. Well, I would hope so. I think I'm, I I started categorizing for the podcast, the videos too. So, anyways, uh, I'm very slow. I'm very slowly getting my normie friend into anime. How dare you? And it got me to thinking: What do you find are the easiest and hardest genres of anime to recommend to normies? Slice of life is the hardest. Yeah, no, I, that, I would uh, say horror hen, is hentai. Sorry, hentai is the hardest to sell to normies. <laughs> I, but no, I, seriously, I, I would probably say slice of life easy. Literally, somebody, um, because at least with horror, people, people that you know, if you know somebody's into horror flicks, you'd like, yeah, here, check out this brutal show, and they're gonna love it. No, um, actually, um, I would say no, mostly because I know that they're, um, horror in the western sense is very different than horror in the japanese sense so it's not oh, yeah for sure i i tried to make i wanted to make a suggestion and then i realized very quickly it's not the same so although i had set this person up to accept it i was very very uh aware that i was not in a good place to be able to well yeah it's different it. different for each person for sure yeah. I mean, even if it didn't work for that person, I think it could work for somebody else. Because, I mean, we've had people that popped in and it says, hey, I like this and I'm new to anime. What should I watch and suggest shows? And it seemed to work out for them. But, no, I I, I do under, I do agree that, well, for one, there's not much horror anime out there. If you really yeah. do break it down, it seems like horror is just not a, uh, a television-friendly <laughs> thing in Japan or something. And they're just not, not that readily accepted. And, yes, I do agree that western is more reliant on jump scares whereas japan is more atmospheric and um i guess very tension based and thought-provoking horror like it it it's more like junji ito is very thought-provoking horror and very unsettling horror but it's not really jump out in front of your because it's a manga you're not gonna flip the panels and go <gasps> it jumped out of the manga <laughs> unless they have like a pop-up book and you just didn't know it when you flip the pages and suddenly this thing comes out of it which i could cool. totally they see totally I, do that i could totally <laughs> see him doing that totally cool. if you, all the all the japanese prank sh- shows you've ever seen i could totally see them doing a prank thing like that yeah 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 um, but no, I, to, to be serious, like I said before, slice of life, I think is one of the more biggest struggles because it seems like for most quote unquote normies, it's boring. And, and I, I think it's a lot. And, and there's also an aspect of it not relating to a normie. Like if an, an, a person that's a quote unquote normie that's getting into anime, the biggest issue, the biggest struggle overall for anime is the culture shock. 
It is these people live differently. They see things differently. They react to each other differently. Their mannerisms are kind of weird. There's a lot of cultural stuff that's in Japan that just doesn't seem to be normal for the Western audience. And so what Slice of Life is literally doing is it's putting you, it's literally taking the viewer, shoving them into Japan and saying, walk down the street. And they're just going, okay. And they start walking down the street and they're like, okay, things are different. This is weird. And then suddenly two characters pop up and they're not acting like kids would in the West. And there's a lot of things that just doesn't connect. And I think over time, as you really experience you know, the Japanese culture slash anime or whatever, which, yes, I'm going to put the caveat there that anime is not Japan, <laughs> just like Popeye is not the United States. Um, but there's a lot of culture aspects in there, and I think the better wrote slice of lives are the ones that feel actually natural and not weird and not not normal. But there's going to be a lot of those little things and references and stuff and how they act that's going to be different than what we kind of expect. And since it's slow at the same time, it's a lot harder for people to kind of stomach. So, And then I, I think part of that really does reflect in when you see the general population of anime fans don't even watch Slice of Life. So if even anime fans aren't watching it, it gives me an indication that normies wouldn't either or even enjoy it. So, yeah. Easiest is probably Shonen. But it's you ask you ask anybody. Easiest, yeah. Um, if if they've watched, or if, when they say, "Oh, I watch anime," and you go, "What anime have you watched?" The first thing that everybody says is something like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, or something like that. So obviously, most normies can handle Naruto and Dragon Ball Z and stuff. And like that's that. a funny thing because it's easy to say that, but I would say that if it's anybody above their teens, it would be probably harder to introduce them into a shonen. Whereas I, I think when you get to older age. Um, there's going to be, it's going to be a little more difficult to kind of suggest a particular show. And that's when we get into probably for normies in adulthood, it starts to lean to things that are maybe more sci-fi or, um, psychological stuff like that, that would probably pique somebody's interest. Um, probably more male audience than female audience, but there's probably enough female audience out there that would enjoy a nice mind bender type of show. Um, because I don't think for an adult going, Hey, check out. You know, hey, hey, 35-year-old co-worker, go watch Naruto. That's a good way to get an anime. They're going to be like, that show was so juvenile, I, I hated it. <laughs> it's a little harder for somebody to kind of jump right into a shonen when they're a little bit older, I think. So, my opinion. But, yeah. Is that it? No, that was another part of it. Easy recommendation for me would be a shonen where I find the comedy anime being harder. Oh, yeah, comedies. Woo! Comedy is a very difficult one. I agree because there's a lot I of would, cultural uh, references in there that you're going to completely miss. I would agree too because um, most, like Andrew's saying, there, that 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 goes into that culture shock thing of if you don't if you don't understand a lot of the context of the joke. Um, I think some work like Kurosawa where it's more general comedy and it's just it's just more self deprecating. Slapstick, slapstick, slapstick is yeah. different. Um, and a lot of a lot of and it's very comedy RPG is so if you have a friend that has you know enjoys JRPs or fantasy they enjoy yeah. it. Um, if you yeah if you if you understand the context of the comedy it will work. If you don't understand the context, I mean that's why uh, comedy you uh, have to know your friend to suggest. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, cool headed. Um, if you know your friend likes you know like college comedy humor stuff like that you'd be like yeah check out freaking prison school or something like that um if somebody is 
has dabbled in a lot of JRPGs back in the day, like they loved Dragon Quest and stuff like that, be like, yeah, watch Magical Circle, Gudu Gudu, and they're probably going to get a lot of references there. Um, but what yeah, was more... the what was the one where the guy was um, the second in command of Hell, um, Cool Headed Hazuki? Mm-hmm. And that one, that one is massively uh, makes massive references to. Um, I mean, that's just like culture, and it's Otaku it is Elf, one of the, the same way. Otaku Elf is probably is very similar. Yes, um, and it, it. I mean, Andrew Andrew even mentioned what, while we were doing the 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 preview of it, and he's mentioned the uh, one of the war the war uh, uh, generals, and I recognize the name. I mean, and I knew of him and what his general role in the in in the the war was. But the, I ended up learning something that I didn't know about that that person. So it was it was interesting to see that. And but when somebody else would be like, "Well, who's that?" He, however, Japanese, they take it for granted that they know these characters. They are massive. They're they're like the Abraham Lincoln of um, Japan. So yeah, of I mean, course like, they know who it shoot, is. Shoot, was it uh, Nomonaga the dog? where the dog got turned into Nobunaga and then all of his generals started getting yeah. turned into dogs. And it was like, there's so many references. I don't, I, I, like I said, even when I did the review of it, I'm like, or, or I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I reviewed it. I just did first impressions. I'm like, fully admit there's a lot of references here. I don't get, so it's just not going to work for me. It's just plain and simple. But if, I mean, if you're super into that kind of culture and that history, definitely check it out. I mean, I, I'm into the history and stuff like that. It's just getting everything is, it would take a long a lot of studying i mean if you did it as a major or something like that it would probably work out but this is why we wish that uh nobunaga concerto had, had finished you know then we oh, would yeah. have seen a lot of those and we would have known all that it's a good show <laughs> uh havoc concludes with keep up the great work gang thank you so much havoc uh mr cripps asking answering the question naughty mr crisps uh savanasu says i wonder if chris finished bochi the rock We'll be going back to that very soon. Oh my gosh! Moving we on. got we got <laughs> stuck on this season, guys. Remember, I had an entire season that I had a very hard blank. time keeping up with. Yeah, just it was a blackout. All I, of I, I there's a big massive blur for six months. Okay, I right. don't know what happened during that time, but there was there things happened. Massive segment where he just completely blacked out because he didn't have any regular injection of moe. Godako says, what's the... Thanks, Did I miss two for calling him out. I mean, that was in fall, so... Holy crap. Yeah, I think you I think you started your new schedule halfway through fall, so... Because you were, like, wrapping up a few shows. Yeah, anyways, uh, Godako says, what's the long-running shonen franchise you want to get into most? Spin-off shows like Boruto and Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush are part... Also, when will the fairy cast return? I need to finish. It's uh, One Piece, obviously. It's I. I think that's about the only one that I would really care about at this point. I kind of do want a Hunter Hunter. You want to watch One Piece? Yes. I mean, it's the only one that I haven't watched really that I eventually will want to get into. I I I wasn't even going for One Piece, but okay. Well, what else is there? Um, I wanted. I I do want to watch Hunter Hunter. That that one is yeah. one that I do kind of really want to watch. But that'll um, never finish. That's the only thing that I'm not. I don't want to get into Hunter Hunter for is because I don't think it'll ever finish. You think so? 
the the manga's not done. I'm, I'm convinced that One Piece and I, sick. I want to. I'm I'm convinced One Piece is never going to end. That is true. I there are still episodes it. of that show I think coming he's out. Planned it. I think he's planned it. He says so. Yeah, but he has not finished. <laughs> but he's getting up there in age. I think. He's, but I think he has a plan to finish it. Whereas I think with Hunter Hunter, he's like literally the manga's not done, and he tries to start it back up, and then he goes on hiatus again. He's not doing it. <laughs> And I wish I hope um, that he gets the best or gets better, but still. But I I I I am going to finish uh, Fairy Tale at some point. That is, that's going to happen. Um, Bleach, I'm obviously going to finish. I do want to get back to Burrito. I mm. I have finished Naruto. I do want to get into Burrito. I do kind of like the idea of a second generation of those those characters. So I am interested Believe it. in it. Um. My next on my list would, like I said, would be Hunter Hunter. Um, I do kind of want. I I I actually I take that back. Dragon Ball is going to come back before then. I'm gonna I'm going to go through the, all the supers at some point. Then I will go to Hunter Hunter, and probably uh, at that point it would be I oh the um. The one with the redhead girl. What's her? What's that show? Magi. Oh no, Magi! I've already. I technically already finished. I I didn't watch Simba Simbad, but Magi Slayers. No the the one with the guy um with the two guys and the the girl re, re um your Orient. No. I was gonna keep naming off a bunch of shows. It's the one. It's the one that's the parody of the shonens. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gintama? That's Gintama. Not technically a shonen. That's a parody. Yeah, I know. Comedy parody. Um, I mean, it is a long running, typically shonen <laughs> series. But does it even have a shonen genre tag? I wonder. I think so. I mean, I've, I've always considered it. it. It's the anti shonen shonen. So, but I, I, that's like. Yeah, Gintama, if you want to put that into that category, maybe, yeah, probably more than One Piece. But again, I don't really have many shonens that I haven't either dabbled in or care to continue. So it's, I mean, like I said, Hunter Hunter is the only one. And that one, I mean, been hesitant just because I don't think it's ever going to finish. And I don't know if I want to get into it because of that. So um, they list it as no shonen. Oh, there's a demographic shonen. But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it, most, most all of them, One Piece is on the bottom of my list only because of how long it is that it's not well, a even with one piece like i, I have I started i'll do manga than than the show because there's way too much filler from what i understand so yeah i have i have started one piece so technically i do i am what 16 17 episodes into it i have started it <laughs> there you go one piece fan right here that's me one piece all the way Godaka also says one last question for Jabba's reincarnation what type of beast person do you think so uh Sylphie's mom was I don't know that it was ever mentioned in the light novel so I'll just say I'll say puppy puppy girl I'll just say puppy girl I don't know there you go I'm I am sure very confused, and I have uh, finished the show. So either I'm I'm doing a massive spoiler <laughs> by saying that. So Chris I don't know. Confused. Chris I'm very confused. confused. Yoshin says, "What type of reason? What What was your reason for starting a talk of Spirit? Found it way way back, and love listening to the old cast. I and we have not mentioned it in any of the casts you've listened to. 
Uh, we've stated several times. Yuki. Hey, Yuki, you're snoring super loud. She is, like, way out now. Yuki! <laughs> She's getting louder. Yuki! Huh? Uh, but no, we, we've said several times before that it's, like, a aspect of... The way that I sort of described it before was I used to watch Leo Laporte a lot, or listen to him a lot, and the one thing he kind of pointed out a lot that kind of hit me at some point was if you see a necessity for something... If you, if you think that there should be something in some sort of media or podcast or whatever, if you see there's an empty spot and you're kind of upset that there's nobody that does this, do it. And that was kind of coupled with the fact that I think early on when we first got into doing the podcast was there was a severe lack of people that were positive in the sphere. Because especially back when we first started the podcast, it's a little bit, it's toned down lately. I think people kind of got tired of it. Which still most every podcast and any tuber and stuff they made their content on bashing things. Everything in the anime sucks. It's all the same thing. The anime's dying. Let's make fun of this show. Okay, we're watching this show. What do you think about it? It's terrible. All anime's terrible. Nothing, everything's the same thing. And, over, and so we're like, okay, well, let's, let's be the positive voice in the sphere and and talk about it in a positive light. So we still bash stuff. We still have things we don't like, but it's not our focus. It's not our content. We don't make our enjoyment out of hating things so and yeah we'll, we'll slip up but I, I think that's the focus and i think we've done it pretty well yeah yeah done it for what 12 years now well yeah a little, probably a little over that i don't know I, I it's been a while since i've looked at the number i think it was back in like 2010 was when we first our first podcast we ever recorded but then we were, of course doing, we were doing it before <laughs> then with gaming so yeah we did we did gaming yeah and that that's that's a lot of it is we we had done two or three podcasts before this but it never really quite melded together and then we just sat there one day and we said focus on this let's focus on this <laughs> and that's what we did and we went from it from there and that is how we got 12 years into it the most important question this mailbag episode has finally been asked death metalhead says what the hell is a ribbon pregnancy Please explain yourselves. <laughs> uh, didn't we didn't we put a picture afterwards to to help him out a little bit? I don't know. I, I think I've probably <sighs> I posted a few times in Discord the Reverend Pregnancy thing. Um so. it it is a rever reference no, to No 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 hold on. Hold on hold okay. Hold on. I, I it, this is sort of sad that we have to explain this, honestly. Well, there is some people who have ribbons on their heads. It's, it's, it's a fashion statement. A lot of people like that. But there is there is some cases where some people have been sort of cursed that the the one that will essentially give them a child will be the one that will touch that ribbon. And thus, once it's touched, preggers. Yes, go ahead, Chris. It's an extreme version of Kissing it equals pregnancy. <laughs> Pretty much is. <laughs> you ever have you people? If you have not been watching anime very long, if you don't, if you've never had a show where literally the girl thinks they're pregnant because they kissed. <laughs> it, what it happened in ReZero here recently too, and it was like, really, we're we're still doing this? This is still a thing that they think that that a kiss is equal preggers. Uh, but no, it was in Big Order. Was big a show. Order. It was the writer of. 
Future Diaries was doing a new show, so we were obviously pretty hyped about that show. It felt very similar. Um, but yeah, at some point there is a girl in the show who, who claims that her, the one that was basically, it was like ordained that there was a prophecy that the one that would touch her ribbon would be the, the father of her child. And we're not going to continue after point, that. We're not going to continue after that. It happened. That's all there is to be she done. She tripped. <laughs> and he tried to catch her. And as you do, when, you, when you're when you hanging out with a ribbon girl, you would grab the ribbon and not just try to, you know, support her any other way. You just grab the ribbon. It just stop, Andrew. We don't need to finish after ka-plump. that. It was cute. Ka-plump. Let's be done. Just it's just, let's be done with it. It was great. There. As much as I give a crap about that show, <laughs> that was beautifully animated because it literally like it's that, that whole like you know the bouncing rabbit by not, the ears thing not, and it just this thing falls down here let's stop <laughs> we don't need to finish the joke if you want to know the end of the joke go and look it up that's I mean, all we, that we, we need to do literally put it all in there so seismic says oh my sweet summer child <laughs> then we have <laughs> patrick meme pictures oh no uh Veon. oh i'm gonna butch this i'm sorry Vione, I'm guessing is how it's pronounced, says, is mayonnaise an instrument? Yes. Are you actually thinking about this? It's just yes. Depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. <laughs> I mean, you can just empty it out and drown the top of it. I mean, are we going in some weird direction with this? <laughs> <laughs> are we just going some weird direction with this? Oh, gosh. It's like Ellen Lee's in the recent chapter. She's like, uh... Oh, so, you, I mean, we just stick the fingers in the nose or something like that. Oh, so that's what direction you're going. Okay. Forest Stick Man says, a few questions regarding the podcast. What drives you to keep doing the podcast every week? Without the podcast, I'm sure you guys would have more time to do other things. I could be playing a lot more more video games, yes. Yeah, yeah. Cutting, cutting like, two hours. No, I, I, will, I will say, like, between me and Chris, depending on who does the outline... Um, which I've taken on to myself a lot um, recently, just because I want to give Chris kind of the flexibility he needs. I mean, with the with the prep, especially when we get into things like music podcast episodes and previews, it's a lot of of, of pre setup. Um, it it ends up kind of turning into like a I don't know five to six hour ordeal in a week. But I, I think it's okay though. Andrew, there is a- I have good news. I have one that I'm cooking up in my head. Oh, great. Here's an outline Andrew has to fix. <laughs> Chris out the the dreaded Chris outlines that we have not heard of in a while. Um yeah, I mean there there's This one won't be bad. It's there is a side of me that is like, yeah, should we I stop doing the podcast and just focus on the YouTube? Um obviously the the podcast as it is now is not really generating it's it's not generating revenue. Now, there is a lot of people that support us on Patreon because of the podcast, and the Patreon is still technically a good portion of what is sort of keeping this going. So I I do want to keep supporting. I, I still want to keep doing it for those people as well. But the, the main driving force, and it's always been the main driving force, is this is something to do with my brother. We've had so much fun doing it. We've been doing it for 12 years. We've been doing We've been trying to pretty much keep to a week-by-week week schedule for... Yes, that what, 12. 13, 15 years. Yeah. So it, I don't really necessarily want to stop doing it at this point. And we've been trying to keep that schedule going. It would time. be. Even though we had would, struggles would, at times, we I still try to keep up things every single yeah, week. Yeah, it would be almost weird at this point to stop. Yeah. 
Honestly. It, there was a, there's an empty gap in my life. What happened? We stopped doing the podcast, Chris. <laughs> no, there's... It's so it's, you know, doing something with my brother, which was initially, I think, one of the early driving forces for me was the fact that doing something with my brother. Me and Chris have never really got along um, for quite a chunk of our young lives. And so anime bringing us together was a huge, uh, huge thing for me. And so having the podcast to do something with my brother was really great. Would love the day that we could bring our other brother into it. <laughs> Um, more so something that can happen in probably a couple of years than ever. Um, it's a lot of fun to doing, doing this with him. Secondly, like I said, it is the community that we grew. Um, I don't think the YouTube would have been as successful early on as it has been without the support of those that transitioned from the podcast to support in there as well, or at least looking for other content. And they're not sick of hearing me when I typically talk way too much in the podcast. Um, it's the support. It's those that back us up. All that stuff. It it it's what it is what it is. So, hopefully, one of these days, I'll. I, I I'm hoping that as the YouTube grows, um, it seemingly has been beneficial to getting people contacting for some sort of possible sponsorships in the future. And I would be hope that eventually I can transition that back to the the podcast as well. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I don't do it. And plus, with how the podcasts work, it, they technically easily transition to the, the YouTube. And there's a, there's a few of the podcasts that we've done on the YouTube channel that actually did very well. It's typically like previews and stuff like that or first impressions, but they do they do, do well. So, um, But no, they're not like the, the best on the, the channel itself, but it is. What have you learned over the years doing podcasts? Pick up any skills? Um, yeah. <laughs> Editing audio, even though I'm not the best at it. I had to learn how to edit audio. I had to learn um, audio waves and how to kill noise. I had to distance from the face, the the microphones itself, uh, gain and lows and highs and mids and all that kind of stuff. Um, technically learn how to do... Um, podcast feeds and XML files, all that kind of stuff. So I don't really think too much outside of that. I mean, speaking, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to um. say, I was going to say, uh, technically, uh, public speaking, I'm a lot more outgoing than I used to be. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I shocked my coworkers at my last job when we had this big meeting at our corporate office. Well, the company that bought us out and we went to meet um, at the corporate office and they had this whole little thing kind of, you know, exercises to have everybody meet each other and kind of break the ice for the entire, or, um, uh, department. And they, they had this whole thing where we grouped up and then one person had to be a speaker and I'm like, I'll do it. And I went up there and I started talking to everybody. And <laughs> later on my coworker was like, dude, you did that so good. I didn't know you were good at speaking in front of people. I'm like, I just, I talk too much every week on a <laughs> podcast. I'm good at talking. Um, but to that effect, that sort of crippled me as I went into the YouTube because what was my early videos on YouTube was literally me with my face stuck in the microphone. Um, and it didn't, the reason it didn't work, affect me on a stage was because I was talking out to people. And so I was moving around. But like with the YouTube, it was like I still had the microphone in front of me. So my instincts was just to get that face in there. Get that... Because for those who don't know, whenever you're talking on podcasts, it's like you're literally trying to vocalize your inflections into the microphone directly. Whereas on YouTube, you're trying to 
you're trying to entertain visually with the audio, so you have to move. And so there was like an after effect of doing the podcast for so long that it sort of messed up my early YouTube videos that I kind of want to take down at this point. Because every <laughs> now and then I'll catch a glimpse of it or somebody will mention something in an early video and I go click on it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's so terrible. Like, I mean, it, it is something to say that if you look at your old videos and you see there's a mag- like a significant difference, you know you're you're getting better. So... That is a good thing. So I, I'm trying to focus on every year, or not every year, but like at least every couple months to look back a couple months earlier to look at how you've improved. So, anyways, anything you've learned? Just the becoming more outgoing, for sure. Yeah, I think I think speech patterns and stuff is important too. Um, I I've, I, so, I, I I literally was about to say I've learned to not say ums, and I literally just got an um in there. Uh, I well, still I still fail, but I really try not to say ums i, I noticed ums. me doing this a while a while now has made me more outgoing but it also has brought the fact like we had mentioned last week i want to say that we were talking about the idea that um i've noticed that i'm i have a speech impediment that i never realized i had oh yeah it, um, makes, it makes you very hyper aware of your your mess ups oh absolutely and that is for sure i mean I got a kick out of the fact that when we first started, we tried to re-record one one time, and we said never again. So every every <laughs> podcast, never natural after that. It isn't, and and we have literally done. Um, I I want to say every podcast that is on our feed has been as live as you can get it. Yes, Andrew does go through and do does minor. Minor editing, especially probably a lot of it's from me because of all my ums, but literally all of them are pretty much all live. You are getting our raw opinions all the way More across. More so now than ever because like with the question that was um, asked a minute ago with this idea of why would you – why don't you stop doing it? You probably have time to do other things. It's like I have technically cut down a lot on my edits. I'm not sure if it's, it's something that's going to cost to everybody that might be a negative thing, but I am not – like before what I would do is we record on two channels left and right, depending on the person. And then what I'll do is I would, I would go through and I would mute the other channel when that person's not talking so that, and this doesn't happen as much anymore. And I think that's why I stopped doing it. Chris used to get in there and he would have, he would have that breathing happening and it's not intentional. Cause I would do it too. I would, you know, you have that one of those days where you have a little bit of something in your nose and you don't realize it until you're, you're checking the recording and you all of a sudden you hear that little whistle and you're like, Damn it. I had something in my nose or something. I was making a whistle. Um, old fart. <laughs> I don't I don't hyper focus on that anymore as I used to. And hopefully that's not shown in the podcast as a negative. I just kind of at some point realized I'm doing it's a bit much like it doesn't it does. It, it's that's not required. So now I just kind of put the two. I just smash the two audio channels together, export it and then cut out whatever is in there. That's kind of a mess up or a spoiler or you know, an accidental spoiler slip, slip, or maybe one of us stuttering too much or dog barking. But I, I think there is an element that I kind of lost from those old podcasts. So this is sort of an element that I'm gaining through doing live streams and doing the videos that I'm doing is that, that I think some people do appreciate the naturalness of a slip up, the naturalness of, say, like a minute ago, and I'll probably leave it in the podcast, Yuki snoring really loud and me and Chris yelling at him. It makes it a little more personal to people to get those. And I used to be the type that anything that's not professional, cut it out. And I think I lost a lot of it. And I, I think early on we had a little bit of that in the bloopers. 
But at some point, we got very professional to the point where we didn't slip up and need bloopers. And at some point, people are going, where's the bloopers? And it's like, we got to the point where we didn't really blooper much anymore. <laughs> but I think there was an aspect of sort of losing a lot of that personality through just kind of, I guess, keeping very professional about everything. But you, you sort of lose a charm from that. So that is something that I do kind of think is a failure on my own part that I, I do um, openly admit. So, yeah, bad Andrew. No, no, that it's necessarily bad. It's just learning as we go. Well, I mean, that also did kind of garner us a lot of adult listeners. A lot of our audience are more um, adult, which is not a bad thing. I, I love talking to a lot of people. And I, I think that's sort of, in some cases, a lot of turnoff for a lot of people. I think there's probably some people that enjoyed listening to Chris try to make a horse noise. And it sounded like a dog. But anyways. Uh, the last one is, how do you handle criticism attacks be uh, because people don't agree with what you said, I, I've it's been difficult. I'm not going to say it's been easy. Um, it's been a mixed bag. Sometimes, most of the time, it just rolls off the back. Sometimes there's just this one that just gets to you just in a certain way. Um, my biggest one was being told that I'm something that I'm not. Uh, because of my attempt at trying to stay apolitical one group that I technically align with felt that I aligned with their opposite and it bugged the crap out of me and really 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 bothered there's me. a reason why we avoid political talk it's yes. just we me even when it's just like the the there's been discussion about unions based on news articles and stuff like that and it's just one of those things where you have to be one or the other, and it sucks. I hate I hate that we've gotten to the point where it's just you have to be one or the other. Yes, but um, I don't want I don't want political stuff in my anime. My anime is apolitical. It has no side. Um, my friends who like anime can be on either side. It does not matter. And but at the same time, don't make me into something that I'm not because I'm not. I am neither side, honestly. I think in general, whenever somebody, I think the the most frustrating stuff is in general, a case where somebody says you're something you're not. Yeah. And I mean that that's the experience that I had here recently with Mushoka Mondays, and those that are keeping up with Mushoka Mondays, they know exactly what I'm talking about. There was this whole situation where I was I was not a fan of something, and then when I would theorize, I was sometimes throwing jokes in there, and I was theorize on something, and everybody hated that I was theorizing on it. And at some point I realized I just don't care to talk about this anymore. Like I'm, I'm, it really feels like you guys don't want me to talk about this and have fun with this. And I'm tired of talking about it. So I'm or dealing with that talk that I literally just walked away from it. And that's kind of been my general consistency for the most part. Cause technically I've been on the internet since 97. I don't know, probably even more earlier than that. Um, I've been around the internet for long enough to have been on both sides of hate, cyberbullying, and anger, and nastiness that the internet brings because anonymity. Um, people just in general don't realize that there's somebody else on the other side of the keyboard or the screen, and it makes it much more difficult for people to sort of curve the way they talk versus when you're in front of somebody, you typically do curve the way that you talk a little more. And so I've dealt with a lot of it, and I've dealt with really nasty comments. Most of the cases, I just ignore it because it's like there's – I've had times where, yes, I get really nasty comments, 
and I would reply to it saying, you know, I'm sorry that you, you feel that way. Hopefully next time you enjoy the content that I do. And people quickly correct themselves like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be that nasty. I was having a bad day or something like that. And it's just like shrug, move on. They end up being like really good friends in the future. Um, I've, I've always either kind of took it from different, two different perspective. One being that I give them the benefit of the doubt that they had a bad day because I've had bad days and said things I didn't really mean on the internet or just completely walk away because I, my, my, my time's better spent with somebody that appreciates what I do. And that's the people that I want to do good content for the people that appreciate what I'm doing. I'm not going to be everybody's content. The stuff that I make on YouTube is not going to work for everybody. And to, yes, I want to spend some time to sort of try to figure out what people are kind of missing and not liking. But at the same time, if I focus on everybody that doesn't like my content, I'll never have the time for the people that do enjoy my content. And those are the people that are technically supporting and and they're on a daily basis watching videos and 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 responding and stuff like that. Uh, for the most part, I, I do think that I have a I have built a way of not letting things affect me. But I'm not I'm not impervious to criticism and stuff. I've had times where it has I, I don't think I've ever had somebody like if somebody pops into the live stream and says, My gosh, neckbeard, oh my gosh, neckbeard, oh my gosh, you look ugly or something like that. It's it's always like uh, okay, <laughs> move on. Um I'm I've I've gained the fortitude to know that it just doesn't matter. It it really isn't worth even responding to most of the time. In most cases, I'll just laugh it off. But I can't, I have to admit that there is times where somebody does say something and it's not so much that I go, man, they're right. I am not the most handsome guy. I'm, oh man, yeah, I'm not a pretty person to look at. Or man, I did screw up how to pronounce that word, which I get a lot. <laughs> uh, we do get a lot of that but it's more of a thing that every now and then it's sort of the the only effect that I've really had that I, I struggle with is every now and then I do have times where it goes it it makes me lose a motivation that's the only, that's the only thing that's really I've ever experienced is where somebody says something and it sticks in my mind and it ruins my motivation for going forward it's just one of those like Again, prime example, it was the most recent example that it really did hit me heavy was a few weeks ago, I had a Mashuko Monday where I just, I was like, I don't know if I want to continue doing this. Like, it's like, it killed my motivation. I don't care. And I, I fully acknowledge that the, the people that were affecting me was like three people amongst, I mean, for the premiere, it was 150 people, and for how many views it'll get is probably upwards of two to 3,000 people will watch the the actual video. These three people got me so much that it was ruining my motivation. I had to keep reminding myself, it's just these three people. Why not continue doing it? Because these, But again, it's not that I was going to stop doing it because I have way too much fun with doing it. I, I look forward to Mushoku Monday every week. It literally takes me probably upwards of um, five, at least five hours, um, of prep, record, edit, and then another, like, two hours for all the testing, and then the premiere itself, which I'm engaging with, so we're looking at six to eight hours total of time I spend every week on making my Shuka Mondays, 
it has to be pretty damn rewarding for me alone that I would want to do it every week because yeah, it's it's literally just the, you know, at, at the moment like two to three thousand views it might get per episode, plus the hundred and fifty that are on the premiere itself, which is concurrent. It can it fluctuates obviously. Um, there has to be some reward to it. And yes, a lot of that reward is those that are supporting, those that are members of it, those that pay into Patreon. Those people mean a lot to me. Thank you guys. But there is a reward aspect of it of just the enjoyment of the experience. It has become literally the th- when everybody says, my gosh, I love Mashoko Mondays. Thanks for doing Mashoko Mondays. It's literally like, I thank you because you guys are making this an enjoyment thing for me. This is something I enjoy and I love the feedback and the support everybody's done. The people that spend the time like Adrian and stuff that are spending the time to keep it clean from spoilers for not just myself, but people that are reading along with it. That has become an experience. Where was I talking about? What was the original? Criticism. <laughs> oh, yeah, criticism. But yeah, I, I do admit that there's times where, and that was a, a recent example where just, wow, do I want to keep doing this? I mean, people seen it in the Mashoko Mondays. I kind of mentioned it there. It was like, I just feel like, do I just go back to just posting it? Do I lock up the premiere itself chats? Do I, what do I do? And... It was one of those things where I just kind of, I probably shouldn't have been so open about it because I really don't like airing out my laundry. Um, but it it was the support that sort of just kind of reminded me that like, you know, look, it's just, it's just three people. And again, it, it was just those three people or whatever that got me to that point. Well, a, that, that was just like mine. I mean, mine was a closely held uh, core belief of mine and to be said that I was not that. And looking back on it now, it was like, four or five people out of that group that did that. And it was like, I can't, I can't stop just because of those people. It, just keep on moving. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think the one that kind of bugs me the most, and it, it's one of those ones that I just don't even give them the time of day is when people say that you are something you're not, or they assume that you have this belief in something because you don't agree with their way of thinking about this process or whatever. So it's, it's a struggle, but um, at the same time, like I said, I don't, I'm a positive person. Um, I've been through plenty enough to, to ex- I think everybody has that point, which you, you've experienced so much stuff that really kind of breaks you down that you, it, it's just, it doesn't matter anymore. Like you, everybody at some point in their life, um, forbid, I, I don't, I don't wish this upon anybody at some point, everybody in their life at some point will have that clarity point where they realize I've been through this, been through this. I've dealt with this a lot of people it's going to be loss of somebody this doesn't matter <laughs> like yeah you call me a neck beard or or making some comment on my looks or complaining about how i pronounce this word i in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter and i i came to some realization point at some point in my life that i don't care um there's i i rather instead of dwell on this negativity right here i'd rather go over here and make something for somebody that enjoys it so that's that's the kind of driving voice in the for, voice. There we go. There's somebody else going to uh, complain about how I pronounce force, driving force. Well, it's better than ambiguity. 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 Yeah. And I have uh, tons of recordings of me butchering Japanese names, especially early on. It took me a while to get to that point where I'm pretty confident about how I pronounce stuff now. <laughs> Well, especially since we, uh, wasn't it the, uh, when I showed you the, the Kana chart and all that, that help? Do you remember? No, I, I think the big helping point for me for pronunciation was to f- slow the hell down and stick to those, um, 
what we call it the um each syllable whatever you know keep it to you know each breakdown of typically two letters it's Keen, two letters um yeah. kind of thing so that was a huge help because we're so used to it in english language just kind of grouping these massive sets of letters together yeah and they're very kind of not that yeah learning the learning the the kana and the the hiragana helped me a lot in understanding how they pronounce their words anyways that's that's it we managed to wrap up the mailbag episode with all the questions that we currently have in the submit questions area unless i miss something and then somebody will say hey you you missed this one just reply to it and say hey you missed this one and i'll get it later so this is a call to all of you get on the discord Get on the mailbag section. Get on Ask Discord, the questions. Discord. Get on the Discord. Because now the... oh, we're out of questions. Yeah. There you go. So. And so. It's on you guys. Put now. your questions in there so they can be answered later this year. <laughs> Doesn't boast any confidence when it took us this long to get these ones done. But again, that was the reason why I wanted to do a mailbag. Some of these questions, like I said, were back in January. And it's like, I hate when it gets that long. So. Uh, anyways, we thank you guys for the questions. Thank you guys for jumping onto here. Those, again, that support us, either by telling other people about us. Um, just got a recently a shout-out on Twitter. I should probably say thank you on here just for that sake. So they get a they get a special shout-out because they said something on Twitter. They get a shout-out on here. If I can type Twitter one-handed from a, a distance because my keyboard's way away from me. But no, I, I really do love when you guys get onto, you know, other social media and let people know about us. That's that means a lot to me. It was uh, Specs to Beast said on Twitter that some of their favorite podcasts to listen to was um, Doesn't Matter, Number Two, Otaku Spirit, and then the rest doesn't matter because number two is us. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the shout out there. But yeah, everywhere people shout us out, uh, it doesn't mean a lot to us because word of mouth is the best way to help us grow always looking for growth and yes as per usual love all the people that support us monetarily on patreon um, through a tips link nor to you know one-time donation and those that are on the youtube channel that are become members of the channel itself currently have uh mushoko tensei mostly mushoko tensei uh emotes on there because we do mushoko mondays and it's fun spamming you know aisha's in the chat and stuff like that but um it's a lot of fun so yeah uh, we thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. And as usual, you guys take care. Oh,